The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should consider obtaining independent advice before making any financial decisions. Welcome to this edition of Stockhead Wildcatter, the first for 2020. I think this year we're going to have 2020 vision into the future. Today, for the first edition in this year, we're delighted to welcome Noel Newell, who's the executive chairman of 3D Oil. Welcome to the podcast, Noel. Hello, Peter, and thank you for giving me this opportunity to uh, speak about 3D Oil with Stockhead. So, Noel, uh, I'll just run uh, straight to the chase. The company 3D Oil ended 2019 with a bit of a flurry, announcing a very significant farming deal with none other than ConocoPhillips on its T49P permit in uh, the southern part of the Otway Basin. Can you just run us through what that means for the company and what ConocoPhillips has agreed to provide to earn its 75% interest? T49P is a block we identified six years ago when gas prices were quite low. And we saw that this block had the potential to have large gas accumulations. And we had some new uh, technical ideas that were original. And we also believed the gas prices were going to decline. Uh, in that six years, we've acquired a, a seismic with beach uh, petroleum sort of exited the permit. But we've had uh, a lot of discussions with majors about our unique ideas. And uh, late last year, we were very, very happy to bring ConocoPhillips into uh, the permit, uh, the final documents that will be wrapped up in the coming weeks. So the deal is effectively, they will give uh, 3D Oil $5 million in back costs. They will undertake a 1,500 kilometers, square kilometer 3D seismic survey in the permit and if they choose to uh, drill a well they will pay for the first 30 million US dollars for that well. So the deal equates to about a $65 million deal. Yeah, so that's pretty important for the company. What do you think the drilling costs would be there in the current market in shallow water for a jack-up rig? Yeah, look, it, technically you could drill with a jack-up, but probably with those sea conditions we, we, we have down there, you'd probably do it with a, a semi. To be honest, semis are quite often cheaper because the site surveys for jack-ups can be quite expensive. But, okay. yeah, look, I wouldn't imagine we'd have to, we'd go that much more over $44 million. Okay, that's excellent. So now the company is in very strong position. Uh, surprisingly, for a lot of companies, after being listed for so many years, uh, 265 million shares, uh, you'll now, once the deal is done, you should have, what, 5 or $6 million of cash in the bank. And the market cap of the company is currently about $23 million. Is that all correct? That's, that's correct, Peter. You know, one of the things I've prided myself on since we started 3D All is we've done very, very limited capital raisings and we've basically, you know, been very lean and mean, but we've also survived on doing industry deals. Uh, the cheapest money you can get is from the industry rather than the market. So we've kept our, our powder dry in that regard, and uh, this deal will certainly keep us going for a few more years while we wait for the outcome of the uh, exploration of the permit. So the, uh, the permit already has some 3D seismic, as you said, um, over the northern part. And in that, you've identified a, quite a significant target of over 1.2 
trillion cubic feet. So what you've really found there, using this uh, evolving technology of uh, 3D seismic acquisition and uh, interpretation, which is the, the name of the company, 3D Oil, based itself on this uh, technology, which has really come into the fore in the last 15 to 20 years. And you've found that anomalism on that seismic within the structures that are a very good indicator for natural gas in the uh, reservoirs at depth. How? What's the plan there to do this seismic over the, the southern or central part of the permits as well? And what's the size of the target overall that you're seeing in the permit? I'm going to use an acronym, um, AVO. AVO is what we uh, is a term to describe getting an indication of gas on your seismic. And just to, to put this in context, um, in the Otway Basin, since the advent of 3D seismic, we've seen success rate of around 75%, which is world class really in, in, in making discoveries. Uh, but if you look at uh, the number of discoveries since 3D that have been drilled with AVO anomalies, the success rate is 100%. In fact, um, Origin drilled a, uh, a, a double but negative test on Geograph 2, I think, which didn't have an anomaly, but it had a nice closure and they didn't find gas. So, in fact, that was the null so, hypothesis which proved that the, that the technology worked. Yes. The anomalism, this AVO yes. anomalism, is actually a, a, real, a real thing and actually does show gas. So what really, uh, I guess, yeah. the company's now looking for is uh, good reservoir characteristics and, um, and you know, permeability and porosity. And uh, I know across on the Gippsland Basin, there uh, you have fantastic porosities in the order of you know, 20 25%. Uh, porosity, which means sort of 20 to 25 percent of the rock is actually voids, which has uh, petroleum and uh, p- paleo liquids in it, and you're getting amazing uh, permeabilities, which is measured in Darcy's, uh, which means fluids when you find them, whether they're liquids or uh, gas, will flow uh, very strongly. Um, what sort of permeabilities and porosities are actually in your neighbour? You know where geograph and thylacine are. Those were fairly significant, I think. In total, Geograph and Thylacine had just over one trillion cubic feet of gas or in that order when they were discovered by Woodside? It's in that order. Unfortunately, the Otway Basin doesn't have the quality of reservoirs of the Gippsland. The Gippsland reservoirs are world class. Uh, the reservoir quality in the Otway is not as great. And nonetheless, you know, it's probably the last place you can find large gas on the east coast of Australia, that's our opinion. And within T49P, we do have a, a structure at the moment identified by 3D we call Flanagan, which we currently have a volume of about 1.2 TCF, uh, best estimate. But the southern area is the area we're very excited about, and that's also where I believe Conoco are very excited about, uh, where we only have sparse seismic, but some of the elements we're seeing on this seismic and some anomalies are very exciting, and that's where we will focus our, um, our 3D survey is in the southern area which will then tie in with our, our Flanagan survey and provide us with approximately about two and a half to 3,000 kilometres of 3D seismic over the permit, which is very exciting. And I think your uh, presentations to the market have shown that with all uh, leads and prospects that you currently have, you're looking at a, a sort of gross target there of about 10 trillion cubic feet of gas to be discovered. So even, you know, one trillion cubic feet of gas in that location where you've got gas onshore currently being sold at a sort of eight to nine dollars a gigajoule, 
uh, as opposed to the time when you bought into that where you know the gas price was more like three or four dollars a gigajoule uh, that could be quite a valuable uh, discovery for the company especially given it has market cap currently of just 23 million yes one of the things i think that's very exciting about this area peter is that uh, we have our own ideas which conoco obviously liked our ideas and it's, it's, it's sort of binary. If, if we are right, there's going to be more than one gas field down there. So you know, once you've got a gas uh, field up and in production, anything else is just going to be icing on the cake. So the first hurdle is to find a, an accumulation that's economic to develop. Uh, and there's a various ways to bring it to shore. But following that, you know, we've just got uh, basically a virgin area uh, that could provide significant gas to the east coast. Yeah, well, and even if, uh, as, as we've seen uh, with uh, discoveries up in Carnarvon, and we'll talk about that in a minute on with your permits, uh, if you've got uh, porosities in the mid-teens and uh, permeability is around the sort of 100, uh, 100 millidarcies, uh, then you can get a very strong and commercial flow rate. So uh, I think... Um, from the company's point of view, it's it's got a tiger by the tail here, and I think shareholders will be waiting with bated breath to see the results of the uh, seismic. Now, Conoco's aiming to do that in what is that the third quarter of this year? Yes, uh, yeah, we are in this year, aren't we? Um, yes, we will be trying to shoot yeah. the seismic uh, in about the third quarter of this year. Uh, we did uh, have our EP for last year, uh, but however. Uh, having uh, not been able to access a boat uh, in that time frame, uh, then we've uh, had to go back and uh, reapply for our EP this year. So um, that's all pretty exciting in uh, the southern part. Now, I think it's worthwhile explaining to the listener as well how uh, this gas is positioned so close to existing production uh, infrastructure, offshore pipes, um, gas uh, facilities and pipelines to take gas to market, which uh, improves the value of any discovery. Have You've done some modelling early on on the project with the discovery. Are you able to share with the listener what sort of valuation, uh, you know, the sort of range of valuations that you'd be putting on a, on a gigajoule of gas in that location? We have done some economic modelling. It's probably about two years old now. We also engaged Wally Parsons to help us uh, run these uh, numbers. So we looked at various options of tying in and one of the great things about the Otway is there's three different operators down there so you have uh, three uh, companies to which go and uh, to talk to in terms of tying in and we also looked at a standalone option I think the work we did a couple of years ago suggested that about a 400 BCF field tied in would be the cash flow positive um, we also ran a, a a few models on a standalone, which where we take the uh, gas to in our own pipeline to shore, and at about around six to eight dollars a gigajoule, we were getting about a billion dollar MPV on a TCF of gas at that time after after tax. So. Yeah, if uh, three dimensional oil is able to um, retain a twenty five percent interest in a one trillion cubic feet of gas discovery. Uh, that would be something in the order of uh, $250 million, which is 10 times the current market cap of the company. And as you said, uh, you're looking for much more than a trillion cubic feet in 49p. Yeah, look, we're, we're quite happy with the 25%. It's what, when we picked up the permit, what we were ultimately aiming for is about that equity on a full carry in the work program. And so um, Father Christmas has come. Um, 
we believe this block is a block for a major and we just want to be a small part of that. And so the deal is, is just like I couldn't have written the deal better. Well, well done. So, Noel, you started your career, did you not, in the uh, Gippsland Basin and you've worked uh, with some of the majors, Exxon and others in that area? Yeah, look, uh, I did start my career very early on uh, with a small company, which was the predecessor of actually Beach. And just as a, a sideline, it was a company called Claremont, and I shared a room with the chairman who, who was Reese Withers, who was the founder of Woodside. Um, but that, that, that only lasted a year before they were taken over, and then I moved on to BHP. And yeah, my first role at BHP was to work in Gippsland. And my whole career, I've come and gone in uh, working in the Gippsland Basin. And you've been quite active in the industry organisation, APIA, writing papers for their annual conference and, uh, and getting awards uh, for the work that you do, I understand. Oh, thank you, Peter. Yeah, look, I've uh, written a few papers over the years, uh, mostly on the Northwest Shelf, but strangely, even though I've really spent a lot of my career in Gippsland and globally as well. But yeah, uh, I've won a best paper for APIA, won a best paper for the Western Australian Basin Symposium, which I think is very prestigious. And I've got a runner-up best paper at APIA too. So, um, oh, Congratulations. Yeah. I think that's uh, a, a feather in your cap and it shows uh, it's good for your investors and others who are listening to this podcast to understand that the company is run by a technical expert who knows what he's doing. And uh, he named his company, he liked the technology so much, he named his company after it. Yeah, look, when I started the company, I actually uh, registered the name in 2003, but yeah, the Melbourne All scene was a bunch of crusty old men who was, uh, were using not much technology, and I wanted to seem fresh and new at the time. 3D probably sounds a little bit outdated now, maybe it should be 5D, but anyway. Okay, well, that's good. And so you've moved and you've used that technology in the and the work that, that you've done on the Northwest Shelf to pick up quite fortuitously, an area just to the east of um, the a massive Dorado oil and gas discovery on the eastern margin of the Beddoe sub-basin. And that was very timely because uh, I think when uh, Dorado was discovered, the share price of 3D oil sort of tripled on the back of that sort of neurology uh, activity. It did. Uh, I'll just take you a little bit of background about 3D oil. When we floated 3D oil in 2007, just before the GSC, we really were coming on as primarily a development company and an exploration company, but we had the West Sea, West sea Oils oil field to develop. Uh, we got a partner in, in the Hibiscus, who were also a shareholder of 3D oil, and we, we went to FID on that, but we found uh, being a small guy in the offshore with a, a modest field was pretty tough to get uh, uh, to, to to get the money to, to fund the you know to fund development. So we had to rethink about what we three D was going to, going to do, and we looked at the onshore for a couple of years, and then we decided, you know what we're good at? We're actually good at offshore. You know, this is where my experience, my team's experience has been, is working uh, with majors in the offshore. So we decided to go back into the offshore, but go go where the big guys go and try to be early movers. And um, I think, you know, the, the deal we've done with Conoco is really showing that that strategy does work uh, if you're smart. So with the Badu, it's an interesting one. We picked the block up prior to Dorado being drilled. There have been some discoveries at Rock and Phoenix, and we um, thought they were quite significant. And the, the block became available at a time when oil prices were very low. And we, we didn't bid an awful lot, I think 500 kilometres of seismic. 
but we had seen that the Dorado will, well will be drilled uh, after the following year, and we we thought that if the well came in, the block had a very ge- a very similar geological setting, it would look really good. Well, of course, Dorado did come in, and it's come in beyond anyone's expectation, even out of ours, to be honest. And so we're um, we're very excited. I should tell you, when we bid on that block, we were not only the only bidder on that block, we're the only bidder in the whole offshore round. Wow. So one bidder, I don't know, there might have been a dozen blocks and we were the only one bidder. I remember that. Uh, it was, the, it was the, the valley of death for, uh, for the small, the junior oil company. So you did well to pick that up. And then you, you took the existing seismic and whatever remote sensing technology you could and you made, you, you know, looks like some good analogies to the types of structures that uh, Quadrant and um, and uh, now Santos, of course, with Carnarvon, uh, have found in, in their permits. Yes, well, um, we, we've um, looked at a lot of what they've done. And in fact, we've had conversations with Carnarvon. But two of the things we have identified is that um, the channeling in the Triassic is being very important to set up the Trafford Dorado. And we have seen on our limited amount of seismic, which is being reprocessed, we have seen channeling. The other thing we find really exciting is that uh, there is hydrocarbon leakage in the Badoo, which comes to surface and creates um, anomalies on seismic. And we have these um, these anomalies on our seismic. Probably the highest risk for the permit is that hydrocarbons haven't migrated to that into that permit. So this is uh, identifying these um, hydrocarbon-related Gas chimneys, is that what they call it? Yeah, effectively. What happens is when the hydrocarbons uh, migrate to the surface, to the sea floor, they, they will be attacked by bacteria, which creates these sort of um, calcareous hard nodules, that, which basically, when you shoot seismic over them, gives you an anomaly, um, which pulls it up. And gas chimney is one of the things you get to. So, Noel, uh, up in the Beto Subbasin, you've got the technical support, you've got the nearby uh, discoveries. Uh, what's the way forward for 3D oil? First thing I want to say, Peter, is that we're pretty excited to see that the bid uh, and the block on the other side of Dorado uh, during last year of uh, BP and Santos, they bid four wells, I believe. Um, that's quite a lot more than we bid. That's about um, about two hundred and fifty million dollars of drilling, isn't it, or something like that? And seismic and drilling. Yeah. Yes. So um, uh, we uh, well, we're marching forward to shoot seismic on there. We were supposed to be shooting seismic uh, in the first quarter of this year. Unfortunately, again, we couldn't secure a boat, but we're also looking for a partner in there. And you know, we are talking to majors again, and we'd be looking to to maybe secure a deal, not unlike the one we did in Tasmania. Um, we certainly have got some you know, big parties we're talking to. Um, it's not often you uncover a new petroleum province in Australia. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and we're right next to it. It's fair to say you've got a, a bit of interest from, uh, from the majors. Yes, we do. So, Noel, um, you've also got uh, the legacy permit, your original permits in the Gippsland Basin, and you've picked up a new permit there, again, opportunistically, uh, to go back and really rework the seismic data to see if there's something that's been left behind there. Yeah, there's two two major elements to why we picked that block up. Firstly is that the reprocessing that, is, uh, that has been undertaken in the last couple of years by CGG CGG in Gippsland has been breathtaking. It's just phenomenal how good it is. And we thought, well, 
if you can access, uh, if you can get a, a hold of a block where they've done the reprocessing, some things might pop out. But another another thing in my career, I always uh, remember little uh, bits of um, you know um, blocks that I like, and I just keep them in my uh, back pocket for when the time arrives. And Way back in the 90s, uh, BHP and SO did a big study of the Gippsland Basin. It's probably the last time anyone has done a, a, a really good study of the basin. It's been a long, long time ago now. But one of the things that the study highlighted was that uh, the there'd been a lot of oil generated and migrated through that area we've picked up. And you know, that's perfectly illustrated by having the uh, largest oil field in Australia right next to it, Kingfish, which is produced at the in barrels. So, the, the, the two things came together, the block became available and the reprocessing uh, has been undertaken over most of the block. So we haven't got it yet and we're very excited. Yeah. So, you know, I think um, I'm very excited about that block. I, I'm, I'm, I'm beside myself. Yeah, actually. well, that's, uh, that's good. I mean, and, and because all the infrastructure is in there, you don't need a billion barrels to be commercial. If you find, you know, 10 or 20 million barrels, it can be very commercial. No, that's correct. And also, uh, we've got a sort of relationship with Hibiscus, a Malaysian company, Hibiscus, in Gippsland. And so uh, we they funded our study beforehand with the option of coming in and they, they are... Uh, intending to uh, take up 50%, but we will be operator of the permit. Well, Noel, that's, uh, I think, we pretty well covered it. I think uh, from an investor's point of view, you've got a big partner who's uh, funding uh, the 3D seismic in T49P. Uh, they'll be looking then to drill a well probably next year on the back of that seismic if it comes as in as well as the uh, the earlier seismic uh, did. And uh, you're in a in a, a gas market, which has been routinely sort of nine nine to ten dollars a gigajoule, although I think the price has fallen back to sort of seven or eight dollars a gigajoule in recent times. But it's certainly a very valuable uh, market, and uh, as you say, uh, gas in the ground there at sort of eighty uh, cents a gigajoule on a net present value basis would be extremely uh, valuable uh, to the company. So thanks. Uh, for your time today and uh, we'll be watching very closely and I think uh, we should come back to you later in the year uh, when we've got uh, more firm dates uh, for the 3D seismic and also to see how you're going on the farm out trail in the uh, Bidope sub-basin. Okay, yeah, thank you Peter for your, uh, giving me this opportunity to uh, talk to Stockbridge. Thank you. We're delighted. Thank you. <laughs>